So that gives me one additional question to our closing questions that right. has me thinking, how can I monetize when I, what you just described mm-hmm. is my life. Like, I feel like I'm doing all this work, grinding it out and I'm not making any money. I got to make money. I got a baby. I got to take care of that. Dude. That baby wants to eat, man. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. what can I do to monetize my own content, turn this into an information product and sell it to the world? What, what can I do? We're tapping in to surpassing expectations from the most successful people in the modern day and honing in on new foresight, methodologies, and clairvoyance you never knew. This is your transformation station with your host, Greg Favaza. Gavin Secura, you are an author, podcaster, speaker, mentor. You use your skills to educate everyday people on a practical steps to turn their vision into reality. What is that? Tell me about that. Yeah. So, uh, look, uh, all of those things really happened organically. You know, I didn't wake up one day and and suddenly I was a mentor or, a, or an author or a, a podcaster. These are, these are things that kind of developed over time. So, you know, originally I was just a, a corporate guy. I worked in a large company, you know, straight out of university, out of college, got a, got a couple of degrees and, um, and I, I just fell into a corporate role, you know, and from, you know, successful as I might have thought I was, you know, I was just a tiny, tiny, tiny piece in this big monolithic, um, elephant. And one day I just woke up and I went, who am I? Like, what am I doing? You know, I, I really kind of felt a bit insignificant. And it's it's a weird feeling to have because, you know, in my 20s when I was working, I thought, that's it. I've, I've got it made. I've got a great job. I bought a, a car. I bought a house. So I was successful, right? And as I got into my, uh, hit, hit the age of 30, I was like, there's got to be more to life than this. Like, what, what am I doing? You know, I don't want to be doing this for the next 10 or 20 or 30 years. I, I just, I lost all sense of purpose and, and passion. I would, you know, hate going into work. I, you know, I, um, when I got into work, I, I couldn't concentrate. I was, I was still a good performer, but I wasn't passionate about my job anymore and kind of lost interest. I was looking elsewhere. I would start to read books. I was doing personal development. So Gavin, uh, Get, yeah, yeah, but this—that sounds like a midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, you so, nailed it. I, so when that. people like, was this like a thing that was building up inside of you since, like you said, like age twenty, like you're in twenties, you were doing mm-hmm. fantastic, and by thirties, I, I don't think it just kind of just like snap by that time. I feel like it's like steam building up in the pot and it's just started off with something versus okay, yeah. you're not doing exactly what you've always wanted to do, but you're making damn good money. People will sacrifice that. But then it, you add on the additional things where you lose your personal time and now you're taking it out on the kids. And then you just all of a sudden realize who the hell am I? I don't recognize myself in the mirror. Yeah. hundred percent, man. So like I, um, you know, I was missing out on a lot of family events. I missed out on weddings. I missed out on friends moving houses and housewarming parties. And I missed out on engagements. And I missed out on, you know, all of these important life events. Um, you know, people going on ski trips inviting me and I couldn't turn up because I was working late or going somewhere or I had to be somewhere else. And, and you know, the money's one thing, um, Greg, but it only kind of lasts that you know, it's kind of like a little hit in the arm, right? You, you, you get that pay rise, you get that, you know, you, you think, oh, wow, that's great. But then it wears off. And then the reality of life sinks in. And there I was, I, I'd be working, you know, 12, 14 hours every day, like six days a week. To be honest, even weekends, I'd be working, you know, if I wasn't, even if I wasn't at work, I was working, I was always, I was always kind of my mind was always working, work was number one priority. And my, my personal life, and family life and all took a back seat. And even my health took a back seat. Uh, I don't talk about it a lot, but you know, I, I was unhealthy at the time. I'd put on a lot more weight. Um, I was, you know, because I was traveling a lot for work, I was in and out of um, airports and, and taxis and hotel rooms and eating junk food all the time. And I, I think I drank something like six or 
eight coffees a day. It was crazy. Oh. I, I drank a lot. Of, I, I was really unhealthy, man. Like what you see now, I was like at least one and a half times bigger. And, um, you know, some people will say, hey, you, that was, that's a perfect life, right? I mean, that's a small sacrifice for everything you had. But to be honest, I wasn't happy with where things were going. And something in me, something had to change. I didn't know what it was, but I needed a change. It sounds paradoxical because people will be like, you're getting the perfect job, you're getting the money, but then you view success as having a family and enjoying everything you've always wanted to do with them versus other people will be like, the, the money, like we it's can so do anything. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. So, you know, I know people who have been on both sides of that coin. So on one hand, I know people who would sacrifice everything to have that career and have and 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 if you had that mindset you could be really really successful at the expense of everything else right Mm -hmm. very few people get that balance right on the other hand i know people who had the job promotion on one hand and they gave it up because they wanted to spend more time with their family so they made those those life decisions where i was heading was the other end i was sacrificing a lot for the company i was a company guy anything for the company you know anything for the team um if i needed to work back later i'd put up my hand you know i'd be the last to leave the office i'd be the first one in all that stuff and after a while i'm like why am i doing this (laughs) you know because i honestly couldn't see the point of it i i didn't and um I started questioning. I really did. You know, the, as good as the money was, as good as the the corporate lifestyle was, actually, to be honest, it wasn't that great. There was a lot of politics. Um, I didn't enjoy that. Uh, you know, when you're young and you're starting off, it's exciting. Then you got to play this political game and you got to say the right things to the right people at the right time. And mm. I just couldn't yeah. do it, man. I wasn't, I'm not cut out for that, you know. And um, I quickly started to separate myself from from that environment. So I, I turn, turn up to work, but I checked out if that yeah. makes any sense. No, that makes perfect sense. When yeah. you're describing the symptoms of the, the, the feeling of just the, the midlife crisis description up per se, the, yeah. it, it reminds me of how an entrepreneur is living his life. I mean, with me, yeah. I mean, highly caffeinated. That's like, that, that is my vice of choice. Like I go right towards the coffee. As you can tell, I have two cups of coffee right here. <laughs> you know, and then if I'm not doing that, I have some sort of stimulant of vape that I used to smoke. So, and God, and I just gained weight. Like, like, holy yeah. shit. I was in the army and I was shredded. And now I got myself that dad bod going and I'm like, no. (laughs) So what is the difference from the corporate style to running your own business? Cause it sounds very identical. Yeah. So, you know, both of them require a lot of dedication and and effort. I mean, if you want to be successful in anything, like you said, when you were in the army, Greg, you would have been highly disciplined. You worked at, you know, it wasn't, so many hours that you work, you just did what you had to do, right? You were disciplined, exactly. you kind of turned up when you had to, you you were there for the team, you were there for, you know, the minute you put on your uniform, you're in, you're, you're in the mo- in the zone. And I was, a, so I was the same when I was in corporate, the minute I, I got into work, I was in a zone. Um, it was hard for me to get out of that zone because I, I put everything else outside. Kind of being an entrepreneur right now, you, you have to create that zone for yourself. So, one of the good things, I guess, of being an entrepreneur, so there's good and bad, there's, there's you know, the pros and the cons. Uh, the, one of the good things about being an entrepreneur is you get to control the, the aspects around you to some degree, right? When I was in corporate, I couldn't control the environment. I couldn't control my bosses. I couldn't control my, my colleagues. I couldn't control whether we were going to have a good month or a bad month or if things were going to happen or not. Um, I could only control what I did personally. In my business as an entrepreneur, I can I can set the agenda to a large degree. I can choose who I want to interact with, who I want to you know work with as a client, who I want to spend time talking to, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, so that's one good thing, you know. But is there hard work involved? Hundred percent. You know, are there sleepless nights? Yeah. You know, is it does it always work out for you? No. <laughs> you know. Um, 
But I kind of chose that path over the corporate path because I kind of felt like I was being more authentic to myself mm -hmm. and I was being more, um, I just had more of a vision for what I, I wanted to do and I could do with, with my own energy rather than just being a, a unit or a number in a big company, you know, like a, like a pawn in a chessboard moving yes. around. Whereas I, I get to help create us the chessboard here. See Does that make sense? The larger oh, things it, it in life and let's yeah. uh, transition and here. to see the benefits of having our own business versus corporate America or a nine to five. Right. Okay. So yeah, th that's a good segue. So one of the things I talk to a lot of my clients, my people, you know, when I, I'm chatting to all of them is I kind of break it down to six things, right? Six things. If, if you can get this right, you really can truly be successful in anything. And I didn't come up with these six things. I've experienced them and I've kind of packaged it this way. So the, the first thing is what I call self-discovery. Self-discovery is like the first stage of growth, right? If you know who you are, Greg, as a person, and you, you can work out, you know, your purpose, your vision, your why, you know, your reason for being, if you can try and try and spend some time to figure that out, you can really set the agenda moving forward. Because if you don't know who you are, it's really hard for you to kind of accomplish goals. It's hard for you to influence people. You can't really make your stamp on the world. So the first stage, if you want to be successful in business, I feel is this thing called self-discovery where you kind of learn who you are as a person and, and where you're heading, right? That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the second thing is what I call empowerment. Now, empowerment is how do I empower myself to become successful? So what do I need to do with that? I need to change my mindset. So speaking from experience, when I was in the corporate world, I was, I, I don't like to use the word brainwash, but I was taught to think a certain way. Mm. I was taught to act a certain way, to speak a certain way, to present a certain way, say the right things to the right people, you know, to be politically correct, to, yes. you know, it's, it's weird now because we're living in a time when all of that stuff's being challenged, right? But yes. that's how I grew up. That's literally how I grew up. As an entrepreneur, I'm finding um, it actually doesn't serve me to be like that. People want to hear authenticity. They want to hear, you know, they want to hear the stories behind the stories. They want to hear, like, how did you, how did you solve that problem? Like, I don't care that you have the solution. How did you, why, how did you even end up in that situation, right? So um, empowerment is all about um, getting rid of those those thoughts behind um, those limiting beliefs, the things that are holding you back uh, and addressing them and then working out a system for helping others do the same thing. So for me, that second stage of growth is empowerment and we spend a bit of time there. The third stage is what I call strategy. Now, strategy is simply putting a plan in place, having a long-term vision, having a medium-term vision and having some short-term goals. And the reason I break it into those three, Greg, is because if I want to head in this direction, I need to know where I'm going, right? So I need to put a place marker or something down the track there. And then I, I work my way backwards and have milestones. So I go, okay, if this is where I want to be in three to five years, where do I want to be in the next 12 months? And what do I need to do in the next 90 days to get there? I feel like they're they a formula that can be contextuals, not just towards you and what you're doing, but it could be towards establishing your business it could be establishing uh, a, a routine it could be establishing yep. anything uh, a lot of people fail to miss that like like when people are talking about oh there's these different strategies you take these strategies you can do this you can do i'm like yeah but then people forget that it's not applied to that. It's, it's, it's malleable. It's you, yeah. it's a formula. That's, and that's what I understand that a lot of people aren't getting is with my military background, it's transferable skills. This yes. is a transferable formula and people yeah. need to understand that. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for really articulating that. Well, it is it exactly, it's a formula. It is transferable, whether in business, in sport, in anything. You look at some of the most successful people in the world and what they do, they, they do the same things day in and day out. You know, why does a famous tennis player like Roger Federer, or why does, um, you know, the end, the dream team, for example, in, in basketball or, or any sport, um, Tiger Woods or, you know, in golf, 
they all have a coach. They have a coaching team. They have all the support staff. They have the right mindset. They turn up to training every day. They, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're out there hustling every day. These guys are at the top of their game, but yet they still turn up every day for training. You would have done the same in the army, right? Yes. Yes. You know, there was no like, sick days. <laughs> there was no sick days. I mean, you know, so it's crazy, right? It's the discipline. It's the art. It's the, the, the effort. Um, I read this interesting thing by Michael Jordan. I'm a huge, um, Jordan fan and he used to say you know like yeah he put thousands of hours of training you know to become one of the best in the world when he was playing but it was a time when no one saw him train so when everyone went home and the lights went off in the gym he lit a candle because the lights were off and he would sneak in and he would shoot hoops for another three four hours Mm. when it's that kind of like doing going above and beyond this what is required that, that distinguishes you, to, you know, to become the top 1% and become mm-hmm. successful. But, you know, that's that's a, a whole different topic. But, you know, we talked about, you know, getting to that strategy level. So, you know, you, yes. you had self-discovery, you had empowerment, then you got strategy. The next stage of the formula is what I call implementation. So implementation is putting the plan into action, getting shit done, right? Mm-hmm. You and I can plan all day. We can write these fancy things. I'm going to do this when I'm, you know, and I'm going to achieve that. And I'll tell you what, Greg, most people, including myself, we love to procrastinate. We love to dream. We love to, you know, I'll get, I'll, I'll write this thing and I'll come back to it tomorrow mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you can relate to that. So, so it's difficult for me because I used to be huge at planning. I would make it look perfect okay let's be honest it would look great now it's just like all i want i just want that football i want to start running like that's all i want to do i, I got it yeah exactly you know when i so I'm, i can only re- relate it to sport and in my corporate days because that's that's kind of what i did right but um when i was in the corporate world you know i was asked to come up with a business plan now mm-hmm. I, I'm like, all right, well, what do we want to achieve? Let's write this stuff down. And they, they're like, no, no, no. It's got to be at least like 50 pages long. And it's got to have this. And I'm like, you've oh got to be kidding me. God. And, you know, these guys have been weeks and weeks on this plan. By the time the plan was done, it's obsolete. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, so, and I, I look at, I look at sport, you know, let's go back to basketball. You know, you got eight seconds on the shot clock. It's the fourth quarter. And, Man, the, the amount of stuff that happens in eight seconds in, in this, you know, a coach can turn a game around, but yes. it's acting quick. You know, sometimes you don't need to spend a whole lot of time. It's like assessing the landscape and going, what do I need to do to get to the next level now? You know, and so um, I'm a big believer in just setting simple plans, uh, achievable plans and have, have uh, markers or milestones that you want to tick off. And, and really, it's just about getting the accountability, getting the help from someone to get there. So you don't have to do it. What's an example? What's an example of simple plans? Simple plan. Like, you know, Hey, um, we're we're doing this podcast now. So if I said to you, all right, my goal is to do 10 podcasts this month, right? I write down a plan. And as I do each one, I tick it off. Now it's a simple plan. If I, if I said, I want to do 200 podcasts by the end of the year, that's, it's going to blow my mind because I'm going to go, well, hang on a second. That's a lot. And I'll get overwhelmed. And when I get overwhelmed, I'm not even going to do one (laughs) because I'll be like, no, quite honestly. And you know, if you multiply it out, 10 a month, is like 120 a year. It is possible if I did 10 a month, but if I said my goal was 120, I'm making it too complex. It's the same plan, but it's, my brain can't comprehend that right now. Mm -hmm. It's keeping things simple and going, you know what, what do I need to do today and this week? just to, you know, get through the day and the week. I have my plan in 12 months and in in three and five years, but all I'm focusing on is the next 90 days, the simple stuff that I know I can take off. It's it's achievable. And if I keep doing it and I turn up to training every day, I'm going to hit these other goals, you know, like like you would have done in your training. If you just turn up to the gym, do the basics. Mm -hmm. I I do karate on the side, Greg. I don't know if I told you. No, no. Um, so I, you know, I train like three, four times a week and yeah. all I have to do is turn up to class, turn up and train, do the basics. I do the same thing day in, day out, day in, day out. 
but when you look back like two years, you know, before it to where I am now or, or two years from me, like it's a huge difference. Let but me, the, all right, the, let me ask you this, cause this is a huge thing for a lot of people. For me personally, I did Krav yeah. Maga for about almost five years. Okay. The, the hardest thing, have you heard of that Krav Maga? Uh, I haven't heard of Krav Maga. No. Okay. It's, uh, it's out. Jeez, I'm, I'm even, I'm drawing a blank here. I actually did it. I was an instructor and I can't even think, but, uh, oh my God, this is probably like a shitty moment. Cause I know exactly where it's from, but it came from is is really, there we go. Right. So the first day I showed up was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life before the army. Of course it, it, it takes, there's certain, there's certain levels in the echelons for people that they have anxiety. They're uncomfortable. They're, it's the feeling of uncertainty going into a gym, going into a martial arts gym. You know how hard that was for me to walk in that door. For me, I overanalyze everything. All I kept thinking was I'm going to get my ass kicked. I have, I have low self-esteem. I don't, I don't deserve to be here. I think somebody else should be here. And yeah. then by the time I was able to walk in the door do the class and I had a great time. It was just as equally as hard as coming back the next day and doing it. But that mm. consistency, that habit, once I continued there, I mean, a lot of, a lot of people might not experience that for me, yeah. it was extremely difficult just to walk in the door. Yeah. I totally relate, man. Like it, it's almost like if you're not used to speaking in public, mm-hmm. it's terrifying. You get getting up on stage and just talking to 10 people, let alone, a hundred, you know, something like that. And there's been times when I've had to do that, you know, and it hasn't been easy. And I'll tell you another secret, you know, I, I'm, I'm reasonably comfortable now talking in front of big crowds because I've, I've done it a few times. doesn't mean I'm great at it, but I'm more comfortable because of repetition and doing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I found really difficult, talking to the camera when no one's looking. <laughs> <laughs> just me and the camera trying to record a video oh alone. my god so, here, here i am i've i've spoken you know in a in a corporate boardroom i've spoken to you know people in suits and in present formal presentations i've even spoken in front of you know family gatherings or or like even in a in a, in a public setting and then i'm trying to record a video for my business right this is the first time i try to do this and i'm like I can't do this because I'm staring at a freaking hole on my computer, on my laptop. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not getting any feedback. I don't know what's yes. going on. And that was hard. And I did several takes. And I'm like, I don't like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. There's no you know, constructive so, feedback. You're not getting that energy of, do I sound like a dick? Do I sound buddy? Like, come on. You know, you, you know, when you're talking to, when you're talking to people, people laugh, people smile, you can see someone yawning. You can, you can kind of gauge what's going on when you're talking, especially when you're trying to deliver training and record something. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it was difficult. I could, I, I really, you know, I struggled to do that. I, and, uh, so yeah, that, that's one of the challenges, I guess, you know, in, in being in your own business, sometimes you, you, you got to, you're constantly learning. You're constantly trying to get yourself to another level, even when you didn't realize you had to, you know? And so um, I can't remember what we were talking about before, but you know, that, that, that is, there's always challenges there. And, and um, yeah, I guess that that's one of them. Definitely. <laughs> so Gavin, I, I wanted to utilize your strategy session. I wanted to guinea pig what you offer people and kind of help get me on the right track for success. Okay. Because you, what you described earlier is the lifestyle that I'm living. Like I used yeah. to be a very healthy individual. I'm eating garbage. Yeah. I'm drinking energy drinks. I'm drinking coffee, whatever vice I can get to make that's motivating me, whatever I can get that competitive edge, I'm going to take it pill liquid. I don't care. I would, I just want to get the business off the ground. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, man, okay, so let's go back to what we were talking about earlier because this, is, this has a lot to do with it. So out of those six stages of growth, one of the things, so we talked about four of them. The fifth one, I'm just going to quickly cover this and then, I'll, and then let's see if we can try and relate it back to you, right? So sure. the fifth one is about once you ask, you're implementing your plan, you've kind of got some goals that you've set. I know you've probably set some goals for yourself, Greg, and you're probably ticking some things off. Now it's about working smarter and not harder. Um, And, you know, 
we all try and do everything ourselves. So we all try and try and, you know, no one can do it as good as me. Uh, no one can, you know, we have this, we have this thing and I don't know where it comes from. Maybe it's a human trait. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I came up with it. Therefore no one gets it except me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to let go. And so one of, one of the toughest things I had to learn being in business, I didn't learn this in corporate. I learned it in business is to hand the reins sometimes to someone else. Mm-hmm. It might be for the littlest thing, you know, like it might be editing a piece of video. It might be, um, you know, like it might be uh, tweaking some stuff on a website that maybe you and I can do because we got the skills, but do we have the time? You know, is it really worth us doing that piece of work? Should we, would it be better to give it to someone else to do and leverage them, you know, pay them for it, but it frees you up to do some other, some other stuff. And so. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, me- I'm sorry. I got to pause you like that. This okay. is a really uh, big piece of information that you brought up that it comes yeah. up in every single business episode is working on the business rather in the business is to separate yourself and know your strengths and don't try to develop new skills because you ain't got the time pay the pay somebody else and look at the bigger picture that's all i had to say thank you no no you said it you said it so i i really i like the the approach of working with your skills so you know a lot of people say oh sorry working with your strengths a lot of people say you need to work on your weaknesses you got to kind of round yourself out and not I have a different approach to it. I think if you're really good at something, yeah. stay in that. I mean, you know, you can you can try and grow skills over time, but if you're really good at something, that's your natural God-given talent, your gift. Man, shine in that area, you know, mm-hmm. and build a team around you that have the skills that you don't have. Let them shine in that area, and together everyone works. You know, the, the team progresses. Everything runs a lot smoother and faster, and you get there. Um if you try and do everything, you realize you do nothing well. You know, when you start off, yes, you're going to wear many hats. You know, I was well, like, when you start off in business, you're the marketing guy, you're the sales guy, you're the guy, you're the IT guy, you're, you're everything, right? You're, you're the dad as well. You're the guy who's got to put food on the table. You're, mm-hmm. you're everything. You're the guy who's got to mow the lawns and everything, right? But but if you, at some point you're going to make a decision, and I, I always say to people, all right, let's map out your day, and where do you spend your time? Um, and literally like, where do you spend your time during the day? You know, and you could, or you could do it per week, for example, if you go, well, I spend so much of my day, uh, doing this exercise and I do so much of my day sleeping and I spend so much of my day watching TV, for example, entertainment, you know, and you know, so much of my time with my kids doing their homework and I do. And so you, you map out all those hours and you go, all right. Now, if I had to make some tweaks, because I need to find an extra five hours in the week to work on my business, how am I going to do that? I'm, I'm super busy. I don't have time. The, the short answer is everyone has time. We all have time. It's it's where we're spending it. So, you know, I get people to look at that Gavin, and go. Gavin, I want to yeah. puncture some holes in this philosophy. I'm here to challenge you because okay. I'm dealing with this. So this resonates yeah. with me deeply. And I know there's a lot of people here. Oh, this is going to be a good show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be fantastic. Okay. So when you say you want to write things down, I have this duality inside me where there's the side of me that wants to be, oh, army Greg. Like I got all those core values. I'm ready to go work out. I'm ready to read journal and, and yeah. get in the sauna and just do something that I can feel that is bettering me in the moment. And then there's the other person that wants to just do absolutely nothing or be strictly on the job. Nothing but seeing results. I want fucking results, whether it's creating a graphic, the metadata. And when I do, I write out this whole plan and I'm like, okay, so I know what I need to do yet. I get the satisfaction, the urge from doing the things on the computer, making these graphics, setting up my audio, booking appointments, recording, editing. And it's it's scary. It's just very scary. And I know other people are feeling it. I'm getting more satisfaction out of creating graphics, editing than going to the gym and doing something productive, spending time with my family. And then that scares me. That, yeah. Because why, do you, I, why, do think, why do you think that is though, Greg? I mean – I feel like I'm the creator. Like there's nothing more satisfying than me than making an impact in someone's life. 
when I see that happen, that transition, that, that transformation, I should say, yeah, that it's, it's something I gained from the army that I love. And I'm seeing that in real time when I'm creating my thoughts and I'm making it realistically here. And I'm mm-hmm. like, holy shit, this yeah. is really satisfying. You can see it coming to life, can't you? Yes, it's, and it's addicting. It's it so is. addicting. You know, I, yeah, I, it's kind of like, you know, if you if you ever took up cooking, for example, you know, you create a dish and it's suddenly yes. it's, it's a real thing that you're serving to someone and it and they like it and it's like, well, I made that, you know? And, yes. Uh, so I, I get that. I guess, um, yeah, look, if, if you can, if you... It's easier said than done, and I'm not. I'm not going to yeah. tell you how to live your life. But if you can, if you can harness that way of thinking towards every aspect of your life, mm-hmm. you know, almost. So it's tricky, but this is what I say to most people, or to all people actually, is put your business in the middle, right? And then your business becomes the vehicle that is going to drive everything in your. Well, I shouldn't say that because you know. If you're a religious guy, you'll go, well, God God sits in the middle, right? Nope. Or, no, we're good. You keep on going. My, we're good. You know what I mean? Or, or my family or whatever. <laughs> but but let, if we're focusing on business, right, um, you can't ignore the other areas of your life. So your health, your relationship, your family, your mm-hmm. um, your financial situation, your like all you gotta you gotta put some energy towards each of these. Now most people are not going to do it that way. They're not, it's not, not going to be evenly spread out. You're going to put 90% towards creating the graphics and doing the stuff behind, you know, like you said. And it's like, oh, man, I have, I've forgotten to eat. <laughs> I've forgotten to wish my kid good, you know, good night. That, and that happened I, to me yesterday. That's, it it, it's bad. I, I don't like yeah. it, though. Yeah. So it's leverage the training you did in the army, you know, the, the discipline of how you got things done in certain time frames. You still made time to turn up for your training. You still ate, you still did, you did your drills. You did your, your uniform was always ironed and pressed. Oh, yes. You know, so you, you somehow managed to have this balanced lifestyle and then get an education and all of that. And you trained and you did all the, and you had fun. And so mm-hmm. you've always kind of remember what worked back then and what were you doing back then that was different? Was it was it the fact that you had some guy standing over you going, right, mm-hmm. you know? So and it's, I get what you're saying as far as yeah. it's a structured uh, system where I execute. And yeah. for me, I that's the system I work fantastic, like completely, because I see a system and I refine it. I make it better and I make it mine. So if I were to work with anybody's business – God, yeah. you wouldn't want to lose me. I, I tell that to everybody. You wouldn't want to yeah. lose me. So I'm very specific if I'm going to work with someone. But here, it's it's there's too much. It's too much free roaming. It's like holy shit. I can go this way. I can go that way. Yeah. So you almost Theory. need you look. It's because we're, we're we're not that good at looking after ourselves. I'll be honest with no, you. No, fuck no. We're good at helping other people. Like I'm yeah. sure you could help me and I could help you. But if if we left each other alone, I would I'm not the best person to help me. I'll, I know it. I already know this. So I have coaches and mentors and people that I turn to that they're not attached to my personal stuff in, in my life, but I check in with them every now and again and they go, so how you know, they their job is to make sure I stay on on my plan, you know, to make mm-hmm. sure I'm I'm still you know, I haven't veered completely off course because, hey, we all have this thing called shiny, shiny object syndrome or something, you know, yes. something, which is, mm-hmm. oh, what about this? Or, hey, you know, and then you get caught up in that and it's like yes. you've forgotten what you were working on. And so <clears throat> I, I get where you're coming from. You know, when you were in the army, when I was in corporate, we had a structure around us that kept us focused, kept us disciplined, which is why we were really good. You were super fit, you were healthy, you were disciplined, you were on time because you had that structure to follow. Now, when we become entrepreneurs, we lose that structure. We, yes. you know, and so we all struggle with it. I don't know any entrepreneur that doesn't struggle with it. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. I'm, I, I struggle with it too. And, you, you know, you might go a few weeks, a few months, a few years and struggle with this stuff. But at some point, you've got to make a decision, which is, hey, I've been trying to do this now and I'm, it's not working for me. Like the business might be working, but my balance is wrong. My, yes. 
I'm doing, I'm, I'm skewed to, you know, put on too much weight. I'm, I'm not, sure. I'm not exercising. I'm not spending enough time with my family or whatever. So if you need, if you need the help for someone to come in and, and help you with that, it's never too late to get that help, you know, like getting a mentor, getting a coach, getting someone who can, and their job is not to tell you how to do your job. Their job is just to help you plan this thing better, execute yeah. better. Yes, and exactly I, look, I put up my hand about five, six years ago and I got a couple of coaches. You know, I, one of the reasons I did karate, Greg, was to get more discipline in my life, I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. Also, as a result, I, beca- I became fit, I became healthy, I, 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 love, I love the sport. But the discipline aspect, you know what the biggest thing I learned from it? This is what my instructor said. He said, he said Gavin, actually he didn't just say it to me, he says it to the whole class. He says, a black belt is a white belt that never gave up. So basically, you know, white belt is like the lowest grade. And, and he says, you know what a black belt does really good? The basics. A black belt turns up, is the first to turn up, the last to leave, is polite to everyone, greets everyone, helps everyone, like does the things that most people wouldn't do, you know, like mm-hmm. whereas someone who comes in and struts themselves and goes, you know what, I'm this and I'm that, that's not what a black belt does. A black belt's really humble, to just walk in, you know, no one even knows he's, he or she's there, but they do all the stuff that needs to be done. Like they do the basics. They, they so disciplined, so humble. So, so that's what I needed. I needed that in my business. Cause I didn't have that. I came from this corporate environment where I thought I was everything. I was, you know, earning good money. I was, I, I was really spoiled. Um, and I thought I knew business cause I worked for a big business till I got into my own business and I realized I didn't know a whole lot of things. <laughs> so, okay. Let's, Let's transition here, and I just have a few more questions, cool. and then we'll, we'll wrap this out. In your experiences as an entrepreneur starting out a business, what do they need to know as far as key information in their own philosophy? Yeah, the, the biggest thing I think, um, the biggest thing I can say is like you must have a, you must have a self-belief that you can do it. Now, again, that's easier said than done. Um, yeah. Being an entrepreneur or, or wanting to do something that that you've never done before or, or you know, maybe has never been done before requires a, an enormous amount of self-belief uh, and courage. You know, mm-hmm. so forget about the discipline, forget about all the hard work. That, that'll come over time. I just, I just need to know that the thoughts that I'm having about, about this, like, God, I regret doing this. And then there's times where I'm like, God, I love this. Like, is that normal? It's normal. It's okay. normal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Let me, let me tell, let me tell you something else. There's been, and I still do I still get in this phase every now and again, where I'm always going, what am I doing? Like, how did I end up here? What, like, you know, and I look at some of my friends who are still back in the corporate days and they're, you know, vice presidents of companies and they're managing directors and they're, they're all senior guys, direct, you know. And here I am, I, I just wrote a book and I just recorded another podcast and I've put out a course and, I've, and, and I'm thinking like, man, I live this, uh, it's like I'm living in an alternate universe, right? Yeah. And, but, hey, I created this universe. I created it. Like you said earlier, there's an enormous satisfaction that comes out of creating something and I'm now, I'm living my life according to my terms. It might not be the most perfect life in the whole world, but it's my life. You know, no one tells me what to do. Um, I love that. And, but it comes with a lot of responsibility because I have to make decisions every day on how I keep moving this thing forward. Because if, if I don't do it, who's going to do it for me? You know? Nice. Um, and so um, coming back to your question, you must have, you must work on this thing called your why, which is, you know, what is it that inspires you? What is it that you're passionate about? What, what are the, what are the skills or the talents or the gifts that you already have? You already have stuff that makes you successful today that you can turn around and either solve a problem for someone or help, you know, help a person or a group of people, a community to solve a problem. And if you can, if you can bring those two together, You've got a business. You've got a business mm. idea, you know, and you can monetize that with help. Does, does that mean my uh, my why has a little sidekick called the how? Yeah. So I always say, if you can figure out the well, it's not me that came up with this, but I, I learned this through people like Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins and all of them. So if you can come up with the why, the how will show itself. 
Gotcha. It'll rear its head somehow, right? Hell yeah. If you focus too much on the how, what ends up happening is you get caught up doing stuff. You get caught up being really busy, but you have no purpose, no direction. And this is what happened to me, Greg. When I That's first started, I feel like it's happening. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was in your shoes um, and sometimes I fall back into it where five years ago, I think I mentioned this maybe just before we started, I started doing podcasts five years ago, right? Mm -hmm. I was really busy doing it. I got into LinkedIn. I got into Facebook. I started writing blogs. I was doing, I was doing all this stuff. But I wasn't making any money. <laughs> I, yeah, well, exactly well, I, I, I was, but I, I really wasn't. I wasn't, I wasn't. And, and, but I was busy. I was putting in the hours and, and people were like, man, Gavin, you're really working hard. You're going to, you're, you're going to make it. And I'm like, I, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> not. <laughs> <laughs> and so one of my mentors was like, dude, you got to like nine out of the 10 things you're doing, you got to say no to stuff. And then focus on the one or two things that's actually going to get you to the next level. So treat it like a game, right? Mm. To get to the next level, what do you need to do? Don't try and aim for five levels above you because it's, it's you're you're doing things that you're not quite ready to implement. So you're you're, you're wasting time and effort. Um, and so I would just say, yeah, have that belief and just work on the things that are going to get you to the next stage first, and do it in a, in a natural progression. So that gives me one additional question to our closing questions that right. has me thinking, how can I monetize when I, what you just described mm -hmm. is my life. Like, I feel like I'm doing all this work, grinding it out and I'm not making any money. I got to make money. I got a baby. I got to take care of that. I, I dude. That baby wants to eat, man. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. what can I do to monetize my own content, turn this into an information product and sell it to the world? What, what can I do? Well, so have you ever heard the saying, Greg, if you build it, they will come? Yes. Right? So that doesn't work anymore. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the, well, the re okay, that's not entirely true. It, but what I'm trying to get at is um, – Unless it's a Walmart or a Target. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the thing I always say is like, find a need and then try and fill it. So, you know, if, if you're doing work right now and you're creating stuff and it might be amazing stuff, right? I'm, I'm giving, you know, let's just admit that whatever you're doing is amazing, but no one wants it or no one's prepared to pay for it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just going to be a hobby thing that you enjoy doing. And, and mm. I've done plenty of that. Um, I had to stop doing things because I knew I probably would never be able to actually monetize it or sell it. Uh, and it's really hard to let go of stuff, really, really hard. But, but here's how you figure out where there is potential. You run, you run a, like a test case scenario. Let's say if I'm, I'm thinking of putting together a program. Let's say I've got all these podcasts. Or I've got this thing. I've got, I'm going to, um, you know, record all these videos. I'm going to put a program together. I'm going to package this thing together to solve a problem. But before I do all the hard work, are there enough people out there that have this problem, that have this, that are asking these questions? And have you spoken to any of them, you know, and to say, hey, listen, um, you know, are you getting the help you need with this? Like, where do you normally go to, to solve this sort of thing? And if they go, oh, look, I, I go here and I go there, but, uh, you know, these guys don't know what they're talking about and, and this is all too hard and it still leaves me having to figure all this stuff out. And you then go in and you close the gaps and you go back to people like this and you go, you know what, if I could show you how to get from here to here, which is what you told me you want to do, and instead of you doing all of these things, you just do this and it's going to solve your problem would that be of interest to you? And if people go, you know what? Yeah, it would. I, I wouldn't mind talking to you about that. Then you've got you've got a captive audience. And if you do that enough times, and you can automate this, but if you've got that, then you've got people who want what you're producing. You know, one of one of my good mentors, Greg, if I can say this, he used to he's a best-selling author over here in Australia. He's written like 18 books or 19 books. And before he even writes the book, he's got about he's got thousands of people who already want to buy it. So he, oh, this is what he does, literally. I'll give away his secret now because he already, you know, I already paid for him to tell me this. So I, I can share this. But he, he basically, um, he, he, he designs a cover of a book 
it looks beautiful. In, you know, you look at it and you think, I want that because it, it, it addresses my, my, the thing that's going on in my mind, right? That the title gets me. Oh. And then the content that's in it doesn't come from him. So he might say, you know what? I'm going to put a book out that's got the top, the, the secrets of the top 10 podcasters out there, the top 10 um, tips that, you know, they, they train in the army from 10 different perspectives, 10 different colonels and sergeants and lieutenants and whatever that he's interviewed right? And he gets them to share their stories in his book. And so if I want to read this book, I'm like, holy crap, this is going to be an amazing, And because he, he tells me so-and-so is going to share this and so-and-so is going to share that. And, and he's got this beautiful, so he's laid it out and, and he goes, this book's coming out in, in six weeks time. Do you want to pre-order it? You know, and normally it's this price, but you can get it for this price and people jump on it. And then he goes, when I've got enough people who want it, now I go and, and print the damn thing and sell it. <laughs> so he, he never, and you know, it's simple stuff like that. It's, he doesn't build it and then sells it, he sell it. He sells it and then builds it. So I, I kind of learned that philosophy a long time ago, which is find a hungry crowd and then feed it. Gavin, I've been just jumping in my seat to chime in, but I didn't want to just cut you off there. But holy shit. Okay, so this is what I'm talking about, what you described with him. So there's two things we I got to say before I let you have the microphone back. So first off, with that image, the picture of the book, putting it up there and looking at it, having that, that, that is a method that I use with my audio slash uh, Adobe Premiere, like video creation, my, my graphics, I will yeah. get the perfect sound, the perfect music that sends the inspiration. I mm-hmm. you listen to your transformation in the beginning. I, I created the story that in my head before I actually even put it together by mm-hmm. just listening to the entirety of the downloaded uh, audio that I played because it's, it's got to be motivational. It's got to send a message. It's got to start off yeah. low and, and there's got to be like, you're climbing a fucking mountain. You don't just go straight yeah. up. You're going yeah. up at an incline and I want to set the tone. And then Ooh. that's where I create this beautiful masterpiece. Yeah. Holy shit. That's a method. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm telling you, you need to understand these are formulas you can apply to everything. And, and then what you said earlier with uh, emotionally invested in the business, it doesn't come out the way you want it. And then guess what happens? You work harder to try to make it come out better and it's not coming out. And what I've learned was to separate myself. Once I'm able to detach from the situation it's no longer an issue. And I just, I call it fuck it mode. And when I'm in that mode, I just get it done. And I don't think it's my best work. Like to me, I think, ugh, I think this looks like shit, but then people be like, dude, that looks awesome. What are you talking yeah. about? You're so hard on yourself, Greg. Why? I'm like, I don't know. I'm a perfectionist, but I ain't getting shit done. So I got to go to fuck it mode just to get things done. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, man. Yeah. Sometimes you just, we're, we're our own worst critic, you know, we're, we're, we're really hard on ourselves, but sometimes we just got to give ourselves a break, you know, and yeah. if you've been at something for too long, yeah, you just want to get it done. But every now and again, sit back and, and just be grateful to be, you know, look at yourself and give yourself a little pat on the back. Cause if you got it done, you got it done, you know, and mm-hmm. most people never finish the race, you know, they'll start something and they won't finish it. And if you finish something you said you were going to do, Man, celebrate, you know, like just get, it's a little win and you need these little wins to keep, keep building your self-esteem, build your confidence, um, as long as it's getting you in the right direction. Damn right. Like making your bed every day. That's just a little win that sets the fucking tone. Uh, Last question here for you. How can the listeners implement your tactics, tactics to be successful in their own lives? Yeah, so I, again, like, you know, just it comes down to having that, that plan. So if, if any of the stuff we talked about on this call makes sense and you, maybe you wrote a couple of notes down, it's just making sure that you, you, you take the time out to try to implement that. Because if, you know, if you didn't implement anything we talked about, well, none, none of this stuff is going to work. You know, it's just empty words. But um, I, I'm, when I listen to stuff, I, I always write notes. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in, in finding a way to learn something new every day that I can implement. Because mm-hmm. I find I learn stuff every day, you know. And, um, 
and have that plan. You know, we talked about the six stages of growth. I don't think I covered the fifth and the sixth, but really quickly, the fifth is leveraging yourself through other people using technology, you know, outsourcing. You don't need to be the one to do everything. And the last one, the sixth one was, um, you know, finding a group of people and building this community around you that can support you. Because, mm, yeah. you know, if you don't have a good team around you, a good support group, uh, man, it's a lonely world out there, you know, and the world will beat you down. Like, like uh, Rocky Balboa said, I think in Rocky five, you know, the world is a mean place. It'll beat you yes. down. And it really will. It really will. And there's been times when you know, I've been down, I've been really down and it really helped to talk to someone else who's been there and can say, you know what, Gavin, you're actually this close, you're this close. Don't give up, you know? And, and, um, so you need that support group around you and it's really important to build a like-minded community. You know, people that are on the same journey as you, it doesn't matter what, what they're doing, but if they're on the same journey, they can, you can, they can lift you up when you need it. You can lift them up, but you're a team. And when you're a team, you know, together, everyone achieves more, right? God, I love Rocky five. That's so good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so Gavin, how can our listeners get in touch with you if they want their own strategy session or they just want to find out more how to tell corporate to fuck sure, off? Man. <laughs> Look, man, I, I actually have a gift uh, for your audience. So if, if anyone's listening to this is like, Hey, I just want to, I want to get some more information. Right. And, um, well, people can find me on social media, Gavin Sequera. I'm sure you're going to put my name in there. And um, Break Free From Corporate is my brand. You can look it up, breakfreefromcorporate.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook, all of that stuff. But if you go to breakfreefromcorporate.com, there's an ebook that you can download, which I highly recommend. It's free, and I'll, I'll send you the link. Um, it's called The Eight Bulletproof Ways on how to escape your nine to five without risking your income. So people that are stuck in their jobs that are looking at how do I, how do I get a side gig happening that, mm -hmm. you know, I, one day I can transition to and, and get out of this stupid area that I'm in and do something I really love. I've put a whole list of strategies on how you do that. Right. And it's all around mindset. It's about putting this plan into place. All those tactics we talked about, you can download that for free with my compliments and at the end of it you get a complimentary strategy session as well so mm. if you get through that stage i'm happy to talk with your guests one-on-one -on -one. and i do this all the time greg and i love doing it it doesn't matter if we end up becoming clients or not because i know that 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 is going to help them on their way so um that that's uh, beautiful so what was that title called again gavin one more time it's called the eight bulletproof ways to, on how to escape your nine to five without risking your income. Beautiful. Now, it's it's sitting it sits in my website, which is breakfreefromcorporate.com. You'll see it in there. Just go there, put your details in. It'll get sent out to you. We'll be in touch. There's plenty of ways you can reach out, and uh, I love I love chatting to people. So if anyone gets that, just just reach out to me, Gavin at breakfreefromcorporate.com. As long as you don't ask for their phone number and start spamming them, don't worry, guys. I got your back. We won't put you through that. <laughs> you and I have a lot in common, even though we, yeah, we, we do. come from a different background. We came from a disciplined background, and now we're in this, like, what the hell are we doing? But yes, um, we're trying to figure it out, and we're both trying to help people figure it out. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like we're on a similar mission. We've come from two different ends, but we're on a similar journey. That's what I took out of it. Yes, you know, I, I agree. Yeah. The only yeah. problem for me is I, I honestly – I don't know where I want to be. Like I have so many great ideas. I have, I have yeah. just like, you know how many potential book titles I've written down? Like I, that's all I want to do is write books. But when it comes down to actually sitting down and writing it, I get probably five pages in and then I don't want to do it anymore. And, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll be thinking of something else. It's like, I need people to work for me and like, dude, write this book. I will come at you with topics, subjects, and we will get it done sooner than late than later. And then I got to work on something else. It's like, I need to run an organization. That's all I want to do. I just want to get in people's asses and just say, hurry up, move your ass. Like, no, that's the army coming out. <laughs> what, what, why? Like, I'm just curious, like what, what made you want to become an entrepreneur? Like how, you know, Honestly, like I did this as a creative kind of thing because one, it was new to me. I've done, I had 15 different jobs. No, no, 21, correction, 21. And this wow. doesn't include the military. Right. And all I, all I can, I look back on it. 
it's all the same. It, it, mm-hmm. After a certain point, you learn everything about everything and it, it becomes benign, becomes monotonous. And after being in the army, you come back to the real world. I couldn't do it. I, I had a boss and then he was telling me what to do. And then I'm like, whoa, if you can't follow your own rules and regulations, yeah. I don't listen to you. You don't set the standard. I'm already, I already know what I'm doing. And then here you are telling me how to do this. And then I adapt, but you aren't even doing it. So now I feel like I'm lowering myself. I'm not going to work here. I I won't work for a company like that. If they can't live the thing that they're saying, you're no, fuck that. And now I just decided to do this on my own. And it, it, it was a creative project that turned into something more. And now I don't know what to do with it because it's like hitting off. People want to be on. People want to know about it. And I don't know what to do. It's like, shit. I, well, I mean, there's, what I, can there's, chew. I mean, it all depends on, on um, what type of uh, feedback you're getting. Right. Because you could, you could to monetize this, you could have things like um, subscriptions. You can have, you know, you can, you could put out a, for example, you could put out a book. Um, I created a book. Uh, yeah, build, yeah. Yeah. Building influence through digital distribution. I talk about how to uh, right. become a, a podcaster, how not just a podcaster, social influencer uh, if, if in digital marketing. And what I put in there for who are podcasters, I would say go download it because I also put in there every distribution site that's available as of last year i'm talking like if you want your podcast in china i have the i have the distro put in there i i translate google translated their sites went through found their distribution places for podcast and then put it put it in my book that's crazy yeah, if you want it for India, I have it in there. If you want wow. it for uh, fucking German Germany, I have it in there. Wow, <laughs> I I know what I'm doing. I, I'm I am a guy who can learn anything I apply myself to. I learned That's Adobe cool. Audition. I learned uh, Adobe uh, Photoshop, and I'm like I'm doing expert level graphics because I would go to people to do my graphics. But then I after a while, I started utilizing their techniques. I can look at something. And I can see how it's done just by I'm very, very pristine. That's that's a great at looking at something and seeing how it was made, how it was designed and implemented, and then I can make it better. So you know, you there's so much you can do, Greg. I mean, that's what's scary. Yeah, yeah. But you know, sometimes it's it's just starting with one little one little project, getting that going. So, for example, as an example, if if I'm a novice um, podcaster, let's say, right? I'm getting into this game and I'm like, man, I love what you do, Greg. Like, teach me, teach me. <laughs> you I know, and so, and, and you might have a, a course that you, where you've pre-recorded, you've done all the, here are the steps. It's all pre-recorded. You watch it, you do this, you do this, you do this. At the end of it, you are, you, you know what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And you can get that and you can, and you can just put it out to everyone and go, guys, like if you are starting off your podcast journey, this would be this would be where you need to start. Took me a few years or months or whatever to get to this to get this level of expertise. You can have it now. Mm-hmm. Like save yourself the time, and it might cost you, you know, like you make up a price, right? But then uh, I look at the, that. So that I done that problem, and then the the issue is there's mm-hmm. over five hundred thousand podcasts that are active right now, not including the one. If we look at the ones that are non-active, it's close mm-hmm. to a million. And they're just taking up space. Now, out of those 500,000 that are active, who is doing a course? Whew, that's about half. So now I got to compete with 250,000 different people who are doing the courses, who have their own books. And then it's like, how do I set myself aside? How can I approach this from a unique way? And I have my unique way. It's how I talk. It's how I view things. I look at it very authentically and I want to just rip it apart and tell you this is wrong because I believe in this. And I also think somebody might believe in that, but I think it's right because how I know how to think this makes sense because I need to be consistent. I need a journal. I need to do this because it ripples out. I make consistent little major impacts through compound gains. I get that. But 
from the other side, I, I want to look at it from a duality perspective. And from the other side, I think it's a waste of fucking time because that per, that perceptive perception is when I was 10 years, 10 years ago. Now mm. I am a full-time dad. Now I'm an entrepreneur that doesn't work right now. So mm. now this is when I start to doubt everybody and what they're saying. At the end of the day, like they'll always be, you'll always be competing with a lot of other people doing similar things. It's like saying, why, why would I want to become an accountant or why would I want to become an engineer or why would I want to become a doctor or a teacher when there's so many other teachers and accountants and doctors and engineers out there? It's because you're, you are unique and, you, and if you do something a little bit different to everyone else, you suddenly stand out. When there's a lot of people doing the same thing, it's all noise, right? If you can just stand out by 5%, if you're just a little bit above the average, you are suddenly, you're suddenly, you separate yourself like the, the cream rises to the top very quickly. Sometimes people, I, I, I say to people, it's, it's better when there's a lot of people doing the same thing because you just have to do it a little bit better, a little bit different, have your own tweak to it. Maybe it's the language you use. Maybe it's like what you said to me, you know, earlier where, you know, you're never going to look, the world, there's a lot of people in the world. Everyone's going to listen to different things. You just need to find your tribe mm-hmm. and like what you say, the way you say it, you know, and, and how you say it. And as long as you can help those people, they will, that will slowly grow and multiply over time. But you got, you just got to find your group of people, Greg. Um, don't don't try and take over the two hundred fifty thousand or the five hundred thousand, you know, because that again, you don't know who most of them are, you know, and and you might not want to work with ninety percent of them. You know? Oh, I'll tell you who they are. They're the millennial population that makes up the globe now. As yeah. of the beginning of this year, the millennial population is that. Well, I am one of those millennials, and I know how they think, and I know what we're rising to. I know what we're yeah. becoming as a c- economy. I know what we're coming as a, a global relation relationship. I know what's happening together. I just yeah. need to get heard and get seen because I am the person that will say what needs to say, and I will shine a light on everything on all the things that we don't want to talk about, all the things that make everybody uncomfortable. And I will say, hey, That's good. this That's is good. normal. It's okay to feel this way. You have a trauma. We all have a fucking trauma. Let's talk about that. This is really good. Thank you keep, so much. Keep, keep in touch with me, Greg. Keep in touch with me. We'll, we'll chat a bit more. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. You've been listening to Your Transformation Station. Rediscovering your true identity and purpose on this planet. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information. In the meantime, connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at YTS The Podcast. We'll be back soon. Until then, this is your Transformation Station, signing off.